Sugarberg Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Today, when you're hearing this, it will be my day of birth. Yeah, it's not today, like when we're recording, but this episode comes out on Caitlin's birthday. So from the past to future Mm -hmm. Caitlin. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you already know what you're, what's, what's in store because you can read the titles of episodes. Also, hopefully listener. you've been listening to the show so you kind of have an idea of the format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you know that this is a Fall Out Boy song that we're going to talk about today and you can probably guess the title of it. Or it, it is one word repeated with a comma in between. Joe, I do want to go on record that we... Uh... We did we we did randomly roll this song. This was not we like did. a a birthday choice. Um, yeah. Though I was stoked that it was my birthday song. Uh huh. Yeah. No. We there's actually there is audio of us rolling it. Oh on yeah, the, that's right. I forgot about that. It might be on the Orange Girls Patreon by now, but I did remember cutting it out of just random because I just hit shuffle and I got <laughs> dance dance. So for one dollar, <laughs> you can. <laughs> for, is that the, is that how much it costs? I actually don't know. Uh, I think it's the five dollar tier that gets those. For five dollars, you can hear <laughs> that, and it's great. I would have saved dance dance. Like we're doing dance dance already. Like, yeah, we kind of jumped the gun, but uh huh. This is what episode. Uh, what episode is this? Ten. Like, yeah. Ten numbers. Uh, Dance Dance was the second single released before their second record from Under the Cork Tree. The first one being Sugar, We're Going Down. So we're doing, we're doing that in the right order, actually. We, we are. I guess if, if I had intentionally chosen, I don't, I, I don't know if it's a birthday song. I think, because I was going to say, might have actually chosen like uh, 16 Candles. Yeah, but I was I, just going to say a little more 16 Candles probably would have been like the birthday song, but. Mm-hmm. Is there a birthday song? Have they written a song about birthdays? All Time Low did. Very recently, actually. I don't know if Fall Out Boy wrote an actual birthday song. Maybe we should have looked this up. Yeah, but no, we trusted the the roll of the dice. And here we are on Dance Dance. A lot of people's Fall Out Boy song of choice. A lot of people's favorite Fall Out Boy song. Yeah, many. Prob- up, 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 up there is like the most popular one, if not Sugar, We're Going Down. <laughs> Or Centuries, which is their most played song on Spotify by a very wide margin. Ugh, uh, Centuries has Centuries has almost double the streams that Sugar We're Going Down does. They're all terrible. I don't get it. It's the truck commercials, right? It has to be. <laughs> it has to be the truck commercials. To be um, fair, shout out. Someone did find me a commercial of that song was featured in. I believe it was a Super Bowl commercial. Hell yeah. I'm not surprised. It's such a accessible sound. Yeah, it was definitely. Uh, I can't remember the name of the person who sent it to me. I want to say. It was, on, I remember seeing it on it Twitter. It might have been too. Morgan. If it was Morgan, shout out to Morgan. If it wasn't, and I'm stupid, I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out regardless for sending me that commercial on Twitter. You know who you are. And if, you know, you're listening to this a year after, don't do it again. <laughs> or do. Maybe Caitlin just wants a lot of truck commercials. Honestly, you just send me funny commercials on Twitter. All right. Hashtag FOB cast. And it doesn't even have to be Fall Out Boy related. Just send me funny commercials. All right. You heard it here first. I'll laugh. Joe will probably laugh. You never know. Their sense of humor tends to line up with mine. So. (laughs) (laughs) 
We both tweeted, no gods, no kings, only Bayonetta. We did. So. That is our joint custody joke, though. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I did share that custody with you in the marriage. You did, yes. Because I, I, I said it, but I said it when I wasn't using Twitter, so you tweeted it. So yep. now it's just now it's just an inseparable part of us. I think that was actually our wedding. That might have been actually. We were both in Bayonetta cosplay at the altar. <laughs> I was uh, a Bayonetta one. You were a Bayonetta two. <laughs> uh, I, what? Uh, I was going to say like yeah, one of us could have been Jean. I don't know if that's better or worse. Man, that's a whole thing that we can't get into. No, this isn't a video game podcast. I will do a Bayonetta cast, though. Mark my damn words. I fucking um, believe it. <laughs> oh, I got plans, Joe. Um, oh, do ya? <laughs> yes, but we'll discuss that mm -hmm. on a different time. There's just also, put context, <laughs> there's just a running joke now between us that we're married. <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah. I mean, because it's, like, kind of true. We're, like, podcast married. Uh-huh. We make a lot of things together. We make a lot of things together these days. and like Some of which, like, people don't know about yet. <laughs> that's true. We're coming for you, 2019. Big surprises. Mm -hmm. Big um, surprises. Also. There, I mean, it's a pretty short list of things it could be, if we're being honest, but. Or it could be something totally new that no one's thought of yet, Joe. The world will never it's possible. know. possible. Except they, they will, will I mean, this year. They will know. <laughs> they will know at some point. Anyways. Sorry, that was a long tangent. Yeah, no, it's fine. I feel like it's been a little bit since we talked, <laughs> so it's, it's fine. Been, it's been a minute. Uh, it's been like a week, I guess. Yeah, I think almost exactly a week. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Kaylin, we haven't talked since last year. What? Ah! Oh, man, that joke's so good. Um, <laughs> Dance Dance uh, is a song. You've probably heard it. It's about uh, some dancing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know... It's a petty love song. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. There's a lot of uh, Patrick Stump liking this song historically. Mm. I mean, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's in here or not, uh, but I read at some point preparing for this show that this was the song with which he felt like now we're doing a thing. We weren't. We were just kind of hanging out before and now we're like doing a thing. Now we're like a band with a sound. And I think I agree with that. Even with Sugar We're Going Down coming before this, this feels like a significant, like, this is the song where it's like, yep, this is what Fall Out Boy does until they take a break. Yeah. Yeah, I'm reading, I'm reading this quote. I think it might be the same one that you were looking at. I think it's on Genius. Oh. Yeah. I think this is the most I've ever seen from Patrick, honestly. But yeah, I mean, I would, I think that tracks. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a defined sound that exists in this song. Mm -hmm. I think on a previous episode, I said that there are a couple like, I mean, I dragged on Pete for being the bassist and, you know, I was like, oh, there's a couple bass lines that stand out. And this was one of them. Um, but I did learn that Patrick wrote it. <laughs> oh, man. So that's funny. Uh, to oh, me. wow. This is like the Andy, Joe and Patrick show on this one. It looks like. Mm hmm. A lot of a lot of Fall Out Boy is the Patrick and, and Pete show, over it's like true. overarching, especially like pre pre hiatus. But yeah, in 2013, when asked on Twitter what songs or albums particularly he was proud of, Patrick Stump said, "Dance Dance is probably the best thing I've ever done." <laughs> <laughs> and oh man! Post hiatus, Patrick saying that is like, no, yeah, we peaked in uh 2005. Yeah, that's a lot. 
Mm-hmm. That's a lot to process right now. Yeah. Like, not that Dance Dance isn't good, but I also, like, if if I had to pick, like, the song that I think was the best thing that they had done, I don't think I would pick Dance Dance. I wouldn't pick Dance Dance either. Um, I'll talk about what my favorite Fallout Boy song is when we get to it. I think you know. I think oh. I think we've talked about it off off show. Probably. I don't. We talk about so many songs though, Joe. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like weird Fallout Boy anecdotes that I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll save that for when it when we get to that <laughs> song. <laughs> oh um, man. But dance, dance. Um, I definitely remember seeing this video on TV as a kid too. Um, mm-hmm. MTV or VH1 or whatever it was at 3 a.m. when I started to develop my sleeping disorders um, in middle school. This is up there. And this video is interesting. I don't, I don't know if we start with the video this time. We never do. You're right that we don't. But also, like, I don't have that much to say about the song. And I feel like the video does more for the song than there's just the, the song. The, yeah, the video, there's a lot there. It's a little extended. There's some, like, I don't know. The lyrics are very, like... What what is there left to say about them? I mean, the only the only thing I can I have been like in prepping for the show, the only thing that I ever like really took away from it was like it was a petty love song that didn't feel mean mm-hmm. or like even that like even that shitty. It was it, it just feels kind of relatable without being like terrible in any way. Yeah, there there's like one lyric where I'm like, oh, there it is. There's the there's the line that has been crossed for me. Because a lot of it, because you're right, I agree. Can I guess it? Oh, yeah, go for it. Is it, why don't you show me the little bit of spine you've been saving for his mattress? I only want sympathy in the form of you crawling into bed with me. It was the second half of that. Yeah, it was, I only want sympathy in the form of you crawling into bed with me. Because goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I well, I added the front part because... I hadn't really noticed that until looking at these genius lyrics, but yeah, the little bit of spine you've been saving for his mattress. Cause like, I knew that lyric, but I like, like reading it now. I'm like, oof. I thought it, I, I spent my whole life thinking it was little bit of spark. I also thought that until literally today was when I sat down with uh, these lyrics for this show. Yeah. I was today years old when I realized that that <laughs> was spine and not spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also today years old. When I realized that halftime is a tempo reference and not a sport game reference. And it makes much more sense and I like it way more <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, wait, so you're telling me it's not the pre-media uh, blitz? It's not the it's not the prologue to media blitz? It's a homecoming dance. I always associated it that way. And then, like, reading the annotation, being like, oh, yeah, half term, or halftime is a term used in songwriting. I'm like, of course it is. I know that. I've known that forever. <laughs> You're like, I do music. I, I've known halftime fucking rules. I love halftime change-ups uh, in jump patterns. And here we are, not fucking connecting the dots <laughs> on a follow-up boy lyric. But did it be known this was the one time that Caitlin registered a music thing that Joe did not? Yeah. Put it in the history books, everybody. Um, I like how many interpretations of two quarters and a heart down there are. Like, everyone's like, maybe it's two quarters into this machine. Maybe it's this one. I mean, it does also fit with halftime, because, you know, two quarters. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think think Jukebox probably makes the most sense for a song about dancing. I'm going to pretend that it's a pinball machine, because I really like pinball. (laughs) 
And that's where all my quarters go. Pinball and laundry. <laughs> all my quarters go into a cup by my bed. Mm. Take them to a pinball place. I am so bad at pinball, Joe. You don't even know. No one's good at pinball. <laughs> that's not what the film The Pinball Wizard said. Fair enough. <laughs> it's also a film. Films are real, Joe. The prestige. The prestige. Films are real, according to Pete Wentz, I think. Yeah, so, no, definitely. There's. What were we in, talking about? <laughs> dance, dance. In the when we do like the popular songs, there's like we just kind of like float around and we're like, eh, <laughs> here's a joke. The first verse, the the lyric, uh, oh, I I can't even read the last lyric without the entire context because it's a Pete Wentz verse. But uh, no goods with words. But I'm worse. Like, all right. If you go through the annotations of this first verse, two of the annotations of four have Scott Pilgrim versus the world gifts attached to them. And that's a lot to deal with. It's extremely appropriate because it is the same level of petty entitlement <laughs> of feeling <laughs> like a girl should should be with you. Uh, and this is this is that this and that's that's what that movie is, too. Yeah. That's you, you. You're not wrong. The book's a little more nuanced, but yeah, I this annotation. At the same time, he does really feel like it's the end of the world. So basically, he's a teenager with a crush. I really like that. As it turns out, he is a very good with words himself. <laughs> Let's do a new podcast where we just read genius annotations. That's what this podcast already is. <laughs> Just don't even pretend that it's about Fall Out Boy anymore. No. What's the... I mean, eventually we might run out of Fall Out Boy songs, and then we'd have to do something else. Joe, if we ever run out of Fall Out Boy fourth, we are legally going to die. We are going to drop dead. Yeah. Well, that then is they, the they, contract they, we signed. They just have to release more. What's your verdict on... Did you see this thing about the reverse lyric? Uh, oh, that's like no, very quiet. No, I looked at it, and I didn't want to... Joe Troman is lame. What does it say? Although it is near impossible to hear this reverse line from Pete in the song, it can be clearly heard in the acapella acapella version of the track. When reverse, it's Joe Troman is lame. Okay, Mm -hmm. I mean, Uh, uh, in who uh, is out here listening to acapella Fallout Boy? Uh, people making mashups. I would guess. Sounds Um, like a nightmare. Yeah, I've, 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 I don't know. People sampling it for music, maybe. I don't know if anyone sampled Fall Out Boy or could get away with it, but I say that like I haven't sampled Fall Out Boy, but there's also there's also a screenshot on Twitter of Joe saying that this is a bald faced lie. It well he's yeah, someone asks and he says, Nope, not true. But if you click through to Joe Troman's Twitter account, it's pretty much shit posting. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if it is and Joe is just fucking with them. <laughs> Yeah, it's really a really a mixed bag on what it could be. I I've come to this point where I don't believe anything Joe Troman says, <laughs> and it's funny to me. <laughs> like I I enjoy it. I appreciate it. I will later pair this song with a Dance Gavin Dance song, and Dance Gavin Dance writes a lot of songs that sound like they were written by sociopaths. But that's kind of the point. Um, so it's very over the top and bullshit, and it's just kind of like, all right, well, I know that this is not deep and it's and it's garbage, but it's supposed to be. That's kind of similarly how I would feel about some of the things Joe Troman says, which is like, no, he's he's in on the joke, but it is one big joke. There's um, I, well, 
I have a similar sentiment about a thing that we'll talk about on the next episode, where it's just like, Joe, why are you saying these things? <laughs> Joe, Joe, why? Mm-hmm. But you'll find or out. Or like uh, an interview I heard from the band about Save Rock and Roll, and he's like, this is the first record we've done that has like space on it. And I'm like, that's not true. You know that's not true. Yeah, I wish that they would stop saying that things are the first time they've done something when that's clearly not true. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know. I They probably say it because they feel it in some way, but it's also like... But also it's patently false. <laughs> it is patently false. And I, and I like, we, we talked about uh, Pete saying, this is the first real love song we've written. And I'm like, what do you think the other songs are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what emotion do you think you're capturing in the other 40 songs? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, dance, dance. These are the lives you love to lead. This is the way they'd love if they knew how misery loved me, which I read as this. You would treat me better if you knew how sad I was. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. This is, this is a questionable a, bop. It's yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a whiny bitch baby song. It's just like less yeah. explicit about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it bops so hard it's it, um, super fucking hard dude yeah like it's it's successful for a reason i think this song does enough with its wordplay and themes around the concept where i don't i'm not listening to it actively thinking about how petty it is yeah well i think it's just like there's a lot of word choice and stuff that just doesn't feel as explicit about it like as opposed to some of the other stuff that they've put out that we've previously discussed yeah it, it feels more like capturing an idea than writing about being sad and alone yeah or like even like it i could see it being sad and alone but there's something kind of like and maybe this is me just reading too much of the music video into it but there's something a little bit more hopeful about it of like yeah like you'd be nicer to me if you like knew how sad i was but like at the same time like we could just you know dance or whatever and like you know and then i'll be a little bitch at the end and then i'll be fine mm-hmm. now i'll be a little bitch what are you gonna do <laughs> it's it's musically a bop yes absolutely um there's some some vocal variety from patrick as well mm-hmm. and like deliveries that like i almost think are exclusive to this song <laughs> yeah i'm i'm really trying to think of like another song where he does the same kind of vocal stuff and i really can't come up with one Mm -hmm. if there is it's probably on this record yeah i would have to imagine or maybe infinity on high although i really can't think of anything yeah that's the thing this is also the record i know the least so i'm willing to say maybe (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Uh. um these words are all I have, so I write them, so you need them just to get by. That sounds, that's a very Pete Wentz lyric, yep. I think. There's a lot, of, he writes a lot about his own writing, and he also has written several times about, like, the his words having effects on people. <laughs> yeah, he definitely equates his words a lot to, like, I feel like, either, like, substances or, like, mm-hmm. just, like, your daily routine that you need. <laughs> <laughs> like washing God. your face the best part of waking up is pete wentz lyricism in, in your cup. cup yeah oh, god damn god someone so make worse. a photoshop of that please you don't gotta <laughs> but you could it is mm-hmm. my birthday <laughs> <laughs> well i can't argue with that 
birthday trump card all right um video yeah we could probably start talking about that video so i mean it's framed around a high school dance mm-hmm. and pete Wentz. the whole it's weird because it's the band is the band at the dance like fallout boy is performing at this school's dance but yeah. also the members of fallout boy are like nerds at the school who are like getting picked on but like pete wentz of course is the only one who has a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and is the only one who's like not laughed at yeah like and is the only one who's like you know kind of made to look a little bit more attractive yeah he's he is uh (laughs) virgin pete is is bullied by a chad in the crowd and it's 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 such a (laughs) It's such a thing because he has this girlfriend who's so nice or whatever, and they go to this dance, and some guy is upset about it and picks like bumps into him on purpose, and then also there's a lot of attention on Pete in the like band Pete, uh, playing in the in the venue of the, the gym gym yeah, I don't know high schools don't really use their gyms anymore, but like it it gets across what it's doing, and then yeah the other members of the band are there. Patrick gets picked on for uh, being bad at dancing. Yeah. Joe gets slapped for being, for being a, creep. a creep. Andy, Andy is reading a book. <laughs> Andy tries to talk to a girl, gives up, goes to read a book, and then someone comes and makes out with him anyway. Yeah, like a hot like punk girl comes, like like a girl, not even a punk girl, like a girl who like is absolutely like a burnout who smokes cigarettes under the bleachers is just like mm-hmm. sitting next to him. And the like most of the movie is her like side eyeing Andy and like trying to read what he's reading, and him kind of being like, "Stop reading my book," and then they end up <laughs> making out. It's just very <laughs> funny. Yeah, but this is God. This is such a pop. Like the the Pete Wentz. Uh, storyline is such a fucking pop punk thing of like, oh, this fucking Chad is being so mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> Who it's is the lot. Chad now, Pete? Who is the Chad now? I do, I do like that. Uh, Geeky Pete still has the eyeliner on. Yeah, you you never you you can't be Pete Wentz without the eyeliner. You wouldn't even know who he is. No, I would have no idea. It's like when I take my eyeliner off and no one knows who I am. <laughs> there's also these like, we- like they're not weird, but there's these these intermingled like montages of other kids dancing. Mm-hmm. And that's my main issue with the video is like all. I was of the- wondering if you were going to hone in on this. Yeah. All of the kids who are good dancers and who are focused on are all people of color yeah and it, it feels uh, like specifically like asian and black folks mm-hmm. and it feels like tokenizy or like stereotypy to a degree it reminds me a lot of the shake it off video and and also it not as bad because it's not taylor swift appropriating dance styles with people of color as backdrops yeah or but, like doing weird similar. stuff to their bodies but it's like it's yeah. in a it's in a it's in a, a family of that Mm-hmm. It's it, it reminded me of that in the sense of like, well, we'll bring in and, and tokenize these people of color to, to dance well. Yeah, well, and it's just I think it's the it's the camera. It's like the view of them, the mm-hmm. way they're shot. It's like pretty up close and it's definitely trying to be like, look at how good they are at dancing. And it feels yeah. very like there's a shot where the like the teachers or chaperones or whatever are like pointing at it, too. Yeah, there is a weird like. Uh, it's near the end where 
two black people are dancing and like the guy is like weirdly sexual about it and that that's when it gets pointed at i think i feel like there's something else that i'm forgetting now too out at it but um yeah no i just feel very like like those are the people of color in the video it, that's it yeah well and they're like specifically there to be dancers and to like kind of highlight how bad like white as fuck patrick stump is Mm-hmm. which is which, like which is like funny and fine but like there's something about the like the 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 gaze on them that feels uncomfortable yeah yeah i don't think you need a a, a foil for patrick's dancing to be bad it's very intentionally bad yeah no like it's bad on purpose because mm-hmm. even like the hot girl who tricks him into dancing with her like it's dancing better around him yeah and like people are laughing at him like the the, the scene is already set yeah like they didn't Mm-hmm. need to do that which like i had like it, and i feel weird because i'm like well on the one hand like it's fine like and it, it's good that they had people of color in the video but it kind of feels like they're trying to be like look we had people of color in the video because people of color are good dancers mm-hmm. and there's something that just feels like fucked up about that especially again with the way the camera frames them yeah i think i i'm confident in saying that it was it's accidentally creating that tone like they probably didn't really think about who they were booking as dancers and you know the way that the video frames them as the good dancers but also this is what the video is so well and too like considering the time that it was made i would not at all be surprised if someone was like yo no we need some fucking black people in here to dance like what uh what label was this on ocean i think oh this video won two teen choice awards oh man don't let the teens choose uh island it's it was on island um which is under uh universal oh it was recorded at ocean studios that's what i was Mm. thinking of or at least yeah the the single was on island i don't know if the album was but probably probably why is island nice about this record and not the first one i'm assuming that's why we don't have represses of the first record but i might be wrong who could say I don't know. I just, I just want that fucking record in my home, and I don't want to pay three hundred dollars for it. Pete, please, uh, please, Pete, Pete, sell me your copy. <laughs> Look Pete, at all this. A, Pete, we make a podcast about you. Send us your record. <laughs> Look at all this publicity I'm giving you every week. Um, Look at Pete how wins. seriously we take your lyrics, <laughs> Peter. <laughs> <clears throat> Pete Wentz prevented Kids Bop from singing this because of the sexual overtones of the song. That's probably for the best. There's a lot it's, of songs yeah. with very explicit sexuality in them that Kids Bop gets to sing, and I'm always like, why? Just don't let your kids listen to music that you don't want them <laughs> to listen to. It's not you don't have to make separate albums. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. <sighs> I don't understand Kids Bop as a premise. It's a bad one, Joe. That's a bad one. <laughs> this song has been featured in a lot of different places. Yes, that is true and correct. Burnout Revenge, uh, the greatest oh. video game of all time. Oh my god, I didn't know it was in a Burnout game. Yeah, the good one. Well, they're I've, all good, but Revenge never, is very good. I've never really played like a Burnout game, but... Well, I'm going to I'm going to come over with a PS2 and I'm going to we're going to play Burnout Revenge. <laughs> I have a I have a PS2, so all you need to bring is the game. Okay. I was just thinking about Wheels recently did a thing where they compiled songs that weren't in Burnout but sound like they should have been. Uh-huh. Uh and a lot of their premise of it was it just has to start really strong because it's going to end when you crash in like 30 seconds <laughs> and uh 
I was like, yeah, Dance Dance suits that, actually. Dance Dance has a very recognizable intro. Oh, so this comment that I'm reading actually reminded me. Do you want to hear, like, a weird anecdote? It's not even that interesting, but do you do you want to hear an interesting anecdote I have about this song that I was going to tell earlier, but I forgot? Absolutely. So, I didn't realize for the longest time that this song was originally off of Cork Tree. Mm-hmm. Because when I first got into Fall Out Boy, I, got, I just got, like, all of the music at once. But they had just released the Infinity on High Deluxe Edition. Mm-hmm. So I bought that and listened to it like forever. And so there's another version of Dance Dance that's on that in like the bonus tracks. And mm-hmm. so I thought that's where it was from for like ever. And like I'm still adjusting to the world where that's not true. So <laughs> like literally when you were like, oh, like a cork tree song. My first reaction was Dance Dance isn't a cork tree song. And then I was like, no, it is. You're stupid. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't I just don't know cork tree very well. It is. It has always been an album that I've bounced off of. I I do know it, but it's a lot of it blends together for me. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to remember like which song is which. Yeah, well, yeah, Dance Dance and Sugar were going down are back to back, and they're in that first four songs, and then after that, it's over. <laughs> a little more Sixteen Candles is at the end. It is, yeah. Sixteen Candles is good. Uh, Out of Van Halen is good. Um, I like a good number of these songs. I just. For some reason, as a record, I bounced off of it. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like it's a good album, but like, I don't know. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Did we do it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. My birthday episode, I feel like, is not that <laughs> that intriguing. But like, I just, I don't have a screaming manifesto in me about this song. Yeah, it is. it is like... It is so much harder to find things to say about their most popular songs, except for Centuries, apparently. Well, we I mean, it's, I like think it's hour. not even popular, but it's just the ones where, like, I, I, I like them generally. Yeah, like we enjoy them. We we have aired our our criticisms and enjoy it despite them. Uh, and we just have fewer criticisms too. <laughs> yeah, it it's. I mean, it's a it's a questionable bop, but it bops uh so significantly it pops pretty fucking hard yeah and the it's it's more about word play and word choice than just saying aggressive things yeah like there's only really like the the one line that really drew me out and thought oh fuck yeah that's it there it is yep oh, well. that's just kind of it so mm-hmm. dance dance word I mean, we're not falling apart. We're stronger than ever, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we fell apart the last couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We really did. That was a, an odyssey of rage, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of feelings have been shared on this show. So I guess y'all uh, get to decide what you like better. Because <laughs> apparently we only have two switches. <laughs> <laughs> two different modes that we're on. Angry and it's fine. <laughs> my approach about media anymore honestly yeah i don't know i get excited about some things i think there are some things i get very excited for but they're few and far between <laughs> <laughs> most things i'm like oh. yeah it was good it was all right or fuck this thing for here's my fucking powerpoint on why it's bad <laughs> here's my detailed spreadsheet <laughs> with all the reasons uh i'm gonna i'm scrolling up to figure out what my pairing was for this one. Oh, i forgot it was yeah, uh, dance Gavin dance. I laughed when you texted me that yeah, dance Gavin dance as opposed to just <laughs> dance dance. 
I did Honey Revenge off of 2013 record? Acceptance Speech? Yeah, I was right. 2013. Honey Revenge um, is a song that is intentional. Like, intentionally, the speaker of that song is like a weird creep. And this song is kind of what I think about anytime I hear a toxic masculine possessiveness in a song. Yeah. Honey Revenge is so over the top that it's, it's very clearly, um, I don't know. Like, there's a lyric about, like, until then, I'll watch you sleep. Like, it's, which is like, I don't know. That also makes me think about the first Twilight film. But, yeah, it's, that's just, <laughs> like, this is what it sounds like sometimes when you feel possessive over a person. Uh, so if you relate to it, maybe, I don't know, reflect on that. So there's that. And then actually digging into Dance Dance, it doesn't have as many of those tones as some of the other stuff yeah. we've covered. It's sad, but it's just, it's really a lot. I'm not going to say it's better, but it's definitely more subtle. It's less aggressively explicit about it. Yeah, it's under layers. Like, it's a song about a feeling rather than being a song about being mad at someone for not being with you. Even if that feeling is being sad about someone not being with you it's there it's like a layer removed and it's i don't know it's it's like it's that dilemma of like does it matter if it's well done if it's shitty i don't know i think there's a place for that in media it's just a matter of uh being conscious of your consumption of it yeah and also like how you relate to it too probably Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so I so I, I pull Honey Revenge as just make sure you're not escalating to this point and you're probably fine. Yeah, like maybe take a take a deep breath and back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's been the show, I guess. <laughs> God. It's episode length. We've been recording long enough. I'm just like, is that it? Yeah, it's just I feel bad, but it's just it, it this is it. This I that's what I got. Not every episode's going to have a, a 10 minute prestige breakdown. It's, you know, you can't hold yourself <sighs> to that standard, Caitlin. No, I just, I feel like we peaked too soon. <laughs> With the prestige. We prestiged too soon. Will anything ever be that funny again, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. Why, uh, maybe when we watch the prestige. <laughs> God, we have to watch the prestige. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when we take our honeymoon. <laughs> Would we finally do it? <laughs> well, we kind of didn't realize we got married. It was kind of like we're like, oh, whoops! I guess we're married now, huh? Uh, we just really, we just really stumbled into this whole thing. <laughs> That's how it happens sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that. They think it don't be like it is, but it do. <laughs> oh well, uh, Caitlin, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me at C-G-N-A-R-S on Twitter.com. The Bad Website. Um, you can also find me on the Bab website. The Bab website. The Bab website. <laughs> the Bab website at Twitter.com slash Ghost of Joe. Oh, God, this is the worst. <laughs> uh, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Uh, this show is also hosted on the Orange Groves Podcast Network. You can read more about the website and support it at theorangegroves.com uh, and check out the other shows there. Uh, we just added a uh, casual wrestling fan podcast, which is a nice Woo! way to catch up on wrestling each week. Um, and uh, some more stuff coming. And there's good stuff already there. 
Yeah, and if you pay $5, you can, to the Patreon of uh, the Orange Groves, you can hear all the stupid shit we cut out from the, well, that Joe cuts out from the show. I don't do anything. Yeah, I have enough for a second Lost Tapes episode. I I've, I have to decide if I'm leaving in a spoiler for something else or not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or just save that one for, like, the next, the, the third Lost Tapes. But yeah, there, yeah, there's stuff you can get on the Orange Groves Patreon. And, um... Yeah, I think that's I think that's the episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Caitlin, is this more than you bargained for yet? It's my birthday. I don't have any. Bye, everybody. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Bye. I'm sorry.